Algar Productions. Welcome to the Post-Atomic Horror, the most comprehensive Star Trek podcast ever produced, with your hosts, Ron Algar-Watt and Matt Robotham. Episode 410, covering The Impossible Box, with Amanda Smith. Hi, friends. It's I don't know why I keep saying what week it is, but it is week six of Picard. Yep. Yeah, six of ten. Six and, of uh, ten. Yes. Half a dozen of the other. It's Amanda's turn. Yeah, yep. it's my turn. Which you wanted to call the entire show. Like, don't call it the post-atomic horror. Call it It's Amanda's Turn. Yeah, it's Amanda's turn. Uh-huh. The but series. We're not doing that. This is for all the Afandas out there. <laughs> <laughs> they do exist. Mm-hmm. There, There is more than one person who occasionally will ask, how come Amanda's not on the show? When will she be back on the show? Exactly. So on. I vocal, love it. It's my favorite following. thing. Yes. <laughs> They'd have to be. <laughs> so if any of you think that I am a bit too cynical, a bit too negative, just just keep in mind that Amanda and I are often on the same page about things, and I'm usually mm-hmm. toning it down for this show because I don't want to come off that mm-hmm. way. She does not have that filter. I don't mm-hmm. have to. I don't have to be likable. Right. So that said, yeah. you actually don't hate the show so far, right? I thought I was going to fucking hate this show. I thought it was going to be a nostalgia corpse hump the entire time. Mm-hmm. And I'm not saying there's no corpse humpery because there's some, but it's not the sort of the thrust of the show. This <laughs> thrust. Um, this has us further in the canon future than we've ever seen. Not like the distant bullshit, maybe it didn't happen future future. Mm-hmm. Oh, it never but, ends up happening. Yeah, but it. this has have happened <laughs> and we're, we're there. I like that. And this show is all about aftermath Mm -hmm. so this is what happened after the romulan planet was destroyed what happened after the borg were defeated like all of this kind of stuff and i i'm really like i'm really consequences from all the biggest events in star trek history which it's yeah it's interesting and it doesn't feel like wheel spinning you know no because we're we're going forward and it makes the show a little quieter and a little lower stakes Mm -hmm. because we're fixing which is weird because the stakes are huge because they can do anything they want. Like Discovery always had to work within the confines of the original series because right. you can't make a huge thing happen that never happened. But it also but had massive do... secret wars that like no one ever yeah. talks yeah. about or whatever. You know that is yeah. true. But but still, they still had to work within those boundaries. And here, I don't know if they. I mean, they blew up Mars basically, right. mm-hmm. and that's pretty big. But, like but they're l- making some fundamental changes. They are, but largely this isn't like Earth is going to be destroyed tomorrow stuff, and I hope no, it never is. Yeah, we've seen that a hundred times. Yeah, and it's hard to make us care about that anymore. It's it. I always come back to the um, oh that Carl Urban movie, the Judge Dredd the movie, Judge Dredd movie yeah. yes. where the there's a lot of stakes for the characters. There's stuff that they really care about. Yeah, but it all takes place in a building, yeah. right? But the only thing that's going to get destroyed is the people in this building. Yeah, right. and it feels very sort of similar. To yeah. that, where but there you are still stakes. care about the people in the building. Right. Yeah. I don't know. The whole Romulan plot, a ploy to start a war, and the whole synth mm-hmm. thing, like, it's, it's, it feels pretty big. Mm. But it's just not that same everything's going to be ruined it, thing, it, which it I like. could be bigger, but right now we're sort of just focused on Picard trying to save this one woman. Right. And I hope it stays, the focus stays like it that. It stays but... small. I mean, I could be wrong. I've been wrong about a lot of the show, mm-hmm. and I'm very happy to be wrong about a lot of the show, but... I think as we go into the last three episodes, mm-hmm. the stakes are going to get bigger and bigger because mm-hmm. that's how TV works. Well, and I suspect season two is going to be like the really big thing. Like I, I my my suspicion is that the, the season two is going to be the whole TNG reunion show. Maybe. I don't, I don't know. know. And like I say, if that's sort of like an old man does his last laps before death, mm-hmm. I kind of would be okay with that as long as it's not like we get the team back together for one last like massively important mission that's going to save everything i'm Mm -hmm. not interested in that the the thing is i am interested in that but i spending a bit of time with him first is good i don't know like i'm with you i didn't want just like the obvious fan service Mm -hmm. but on the other hand all the fan service they've done has been very good yes i do miss some of the other people and Mm -hmm. there's a part of me that's like all these guys are getting older your opportunity to get them back together is diminishing if you're going to do it 
you need to do it soon. But you can do it in a way that isn't like getting the crew back together and them stealing a ship no, to save course. Earth. Mm-hmm. I mean, like you can meet those people. You're going to go and say hello and talk to them about a plot point. Yeah. Uh, or they happen to be working at the same station that you're going no, to. and that's what they've been whatever. doing so far. And I, I prefer that. Mm-hmm. It doesn't. It doesn't need to be massive. Yeah, but there's a part of me that still not only wants to see him talking to mm-hmm. Data, but also see Data talking to Jordy and Riker hanging out there too, and Troy, you know, just all the guys back together. But so far they're doing a good job, so I'm not complaining about yeah, it. I honestly, I would be willing to give that up if it meant that it wasn't the same old dumb thing. Yeah, so far it isn't. Yeah, mm-hmm. and like I say, the highest praise I can give this show is that I would still be watching it even though... Like, even if I didn't have to watch it for, like, this show. Right. Like, if it wasn't a commitment, I would still be watching it. And on season two of Disco, I couldn't say that. I would have kept watching season one because Sonequa Martin-Green is so, so, so good. Yeah. And But she was all that was really sort of keeping me there. And uh, season two would have completely lost me. Sure. So you're saying that you were not invested in the Red Angel? Is that what you're saying? <laughs> that is what I am saying. Huh. Ugh. Shocking. Let that hang out there for a minute. Ugh. All right, so let's get into this. Uh, Amanda, why don't you tell us what happened in The Impossible Box? The Impossible Box. Mm-hmm. So Soji is having the pair dream again, and a, the dashing young spy, Narek, tries to smooch some information out of her. When that doesn't work, he refuses to give her her, uh, her his secret Romulan name and fucks off to go do his spy job? Agnes tricks everyone through some plot holes to fool them into thinking Maddox died of bejazel pummeling instead of by Agnes straight up murdering him. Picard tells his island of misfit toys that they're heading to the artifact, and Patrick Stewart acts his heart out, showing us how terrified Picard is to go back to a Borg cube. Raffi, once again high on viper water, (laughs) convinces a captain pal of hers to give them ambassador tickets to go to the artifact, and off we go. Back to the incest twins, where Rizzo is playing with Narek's impossible box too roughly and suggests he's spending too much time fidgeting with the Soji puzzle box and not enough time on hers, and what are we talking about here? (laughs) Narek leaves and convinces Soji that she's hiding something from herself, and she figures out all her stuff is only 37 months old. He then tells her his secret Romulan name, which is (laughs) Ryan? Really? I mean, I guess that's kind of what I thought Ryan Johnson's name sounded like until I heard it out loud. (laughs) Um, He then convinces Soji to do some Romulan Zalmec meditation to help her unfold and figure out her mystery box. (laughs) On the ship, uh, back on the ship, uh, little sweaty shirtless Rios Prime for all us Rios fans out here. And then, apropos of very little, Agnes invites him to explore her artifact. <laughs> uh, turns out they only had to get, they were only able to get one ambassador ticket, and Picard has to go to the Borg cube alone. He meets with Hugh, and they're so happy to see each other. They take a walk down Trauma Alley together, <laughs> and then rush to save Soji, who is spilling all her secrets to <laughs> Ryan. We have a little action adventure. Soji realizes she's a robot. <laughs> Ryan tries to poison her, and she rips up the floor to escape and meets up with Picard and Hugh. Hugh shows them to a quantum sling and sends them to Nepenthe, where there'll be no trouble at all. Oh, and uh, Elmo was there? He sure was. All right, that guy. Remember Elmo? He's back in Elmo form. Uh-huh. <laughs> oh, Elmo it pledges his sword still, I guess. Whatever. Elmo's still here. Uh-huh. As far as... I'm going to be... Um, praising this show with fate and damnation a lot on this episode. (laughs) Um, But this was the best I'd seen from Elmo so far. I like him a lot better as Picard's sort of puppy that follows him around instead of like a sullen teenager. He's still not great, but I was, I I like every time he says something, Picard's like, oh no, you're doing very well. And everyone else on the ship is just like, "Mm, whatever, rolling their eyes. (laughs) I, I do have one point of contention here. You say all us Rios fans mm-hmm. out there. As far as I understand it, that is everyone. Mm-hmm. That is literally everyone. I think so. It's everyone I've talked to. He's like, perfect and beautiful. 
and I'm sure some of you will will now speak up and say, well, I, I don't care for him. But he has so far the most universal appeal mm-hmm. of, of any single person I've, I've except maybe Seven of Nine. And yeah. the, the thing is, if you don't want to fuck Rios, you also have the option of fucking different Rioses. Mm-hmm. Or let's let's say you're asexual. You just mm-hmm. want to stare at his beautiful form. Mm-hmm. Like you can still appreciate him on, on other non At his gorgeous levels. tattoo. Also, yes, he's, of a mermaid. Uh, uh-huh. Also, he seems like he'd probably be a good cuddler. It seems yeah. like that from this episode. Yeah. So, well, Plus, he's just so nice to everybody. Mm-hmm. Just yeah, walking he's... around the ship. Hey, can I get you anything? How you doing? You want to go have mm-hmm. sex? Cool. Mm-hmm. That's yeah. that's why the um, that's why the um, hospitality hologram doesn't get much use is because no, Rios because just does already, it all. He's, yeah, he's a great host already. Yep. Captain Rios's space hotel. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Come on, Matt. I was setting you up when I mentioned the uh, the mermaid tattoo. Oh, the excellent observation that you mm-hmm. made. He loves the sea. That's why he stays as far away from it as possible. Uh, <laughs> made me laugh so hard. I okay. Let's start with Agnes and Rios hooking up, since we're already talking about. Yeah, Rios. that's my bad thing. Okay, where did that come from? Yeah. So, like, they had some kind of flirty eye glances in a few of the previous episodes, and they've spoken to each other. Yeah, and I, because I'm kind of into both of them, ship them, but mm-hmm. that's not the, like, the show saying, hey, this this one guy who has a podcast wants them to fuck, mm-hmm. so they fuck. No, you still got to do some work. Do yeah, not listen feel- to podcast guys. <laughs> no, God, no. And Star Trek, we know you're listening. Uh-huh. Well, the thing is, when it ends up being Sela at the end of the season, yeah. they're going to say, we didn't know where we were going, and then we heard the post-atomic horror, mm-hmm. and that that's our that's our season finale, so thanks, guys. Mm-hmm. Like, I made it happen. But... It- like it feels like that thing that TV does where you've got two attractive people and it's mm-hmm. like oh well they of course they're gonna hook up because mm-hmm. they're two attractive people and it's like uh there's a middle part that needs to happen yeah though. yeah I, all of that said I liked her line I've never slept with the captain of anything before <laughs> <laughs> it's very good and it makes sense that she's like she just killed Maddox she mm-hmm. feels bad about it he's her like gross old boyfriend yep mm-hmm. um who was like her boss yuck mm-hmm. um and. So now she's like looking for some like bad bad idea comfort, and I I get that as a like as a character thing, but it it could have literally been anyone because yeah. she hasn't really shown a ton <clears throat> I mean, of interest in anyone. She's not going to sleep with Picard or Raffi. I mean, she slept with Maddox, who was like I guess old so. enough to be her dad mm-hmm. and also her boss. I'm I, this came out when we were watching the episode just now before we started. I have a new theory that Maddox might be a synth. Could be. Because Star Trek loves that trick, first of all. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Secondly, the we pointed this out last week. The EMH, which popped up anytime mm-hmm. uh, Agnes was experiencing psychological trauma, did not pop up when they brought a critically injured man aboard the ship or when he was going into cardiac arrest. Yeah. It only popped up in response to her reaction, not to his emergency like for some reason the emh doesn't register him as a person or it was i I guess it could be the writing forgot but i feel like there's a reason for it i my theory there like my feeling that there is if that were the case they would have drawn more attention to it see i think that's the reason she killed him and i think it's going to come up later Mm. is like another synth running around Mm -hmm. is dangerous or something like that I don't know. It, it it could be that, and there could be a reason. I don't want it to yeah. be that. I it, just it could be that, but it also just sort of felt like that. I try to suspend my disbelief while I'm watching this dumb space show because it's a space opera, and like sometimes things just happen, and yeah. you can't think too hard they about it. They just got in, as you called it, a quantum slingshot. Yeah, whatever. It doesn't matter. <laughs> that sent them twenty thousand light years away. Like that's. And- yeah. yeah, whatever. And for the for the most part, that kind of stuff doesn't bother me. But there's so many ways they could have known that Agnes killed Maddox. Like, there's the EMH. Mm-hmm. There's sensors on the inside of the ship that tell what stuff is going on. It doesn't have a murder alarm. Yeah, because, like, we know vessels in this time period mm-hmm. can sense life signs. Yeah. yeah. Surely there'd be an alarm to say there's one less life sign than there used to be. That's not that difficult. I mean, yeah, we and... used to have the, the uh, phaser fire alarm on, like, Trek 6, you know, like... Right. I mean, there's an alarm in a hospital now when someone flatlines. Like, Ooh, it's not even, like... That's not yeah, a future was, thing. That's true. He yeah. was on a bed, like, connected to stuff. So, all, like, what I, what I was going to say is the default setting isn't monitoring your your vitals but Mm -hmm. you're right he was on a hospital bed yeah and and then also agnes isn't a very good liar when she yeah that's true when she tells picard she has those shifty dog eyes (laughs) like (laughs) 
<laughs> and Picard is an insightful person who's like no. his whole job is to like for a while was to do that. I, I think you would... might be a murderer. I would wait. Sorry, this is how we said it on the old Enterprise. You might be a murderer. Yeah. Suspect. <laughs> um. Anticipate. Uh huh. Now remember till the end of the episode. Yeah. And say that. You're not going to remember. I'm not going to remember. Um, I would argue that most everyone on the ship had other things on their mind, mm-hmm. and mm. the only one to call her out is Elmo, and nobody cares what he has to say. No, right. no one listens to anything Elmo says. And this is your bad thing, isn't it, Matt? Yeah, Elmo is trash. Uh-huh. Uh, his line, was I in budding, is fucking terrible. It was awful. That's was, some... He said something before that, too, that was the same. Mm-hmm. That That's some season one data shit. Like, come uh-huh. on, people. Yeah. Also, once again, Elmo is nothing. He shows up at the end like Captain Planet to save the day, and it just doesn't matter. <laughs> do See, I... do anything, Romulan Samurai, with either of the two things you are. Or make up a new thing. I don't care. Just stop standing there like the lump of wood on your back. <laughs> See, I, I thought he justified his presence by defending Picard at the end. Like, he's, you know, he... Pledged his sword to his class. Yeah, but I mean, mm-hmm. like, you could have just had Bound. you shoot the guys. Like, it's not that big yeah. a deal. I don't know. They wanted to, like, I like that ending, actually. Mm. The two, like, him and Hugh, like, these two people who've never met each mm-hmm. other but have Picard in common. Like, they they did that thing that they did, and I know it comes from some westerns. They ended Angel like mm-hmm. this. Like, two guys in a hopeless situation fighting off, like, an, a, a rampaging horde. That was, that was not a bad ending to the episode. Mm. But also... I was talking to actually Irish Gav about this. Mm-hmm. I think I, I my original assumption is that we're done with him. Like he came, he fulfilled his purpose. He's right. gone now. And then I thought, no, the show keeps cutting back to the to the artifact. I think the next plot beat is him being tortured by the incest twins. Yeah, yeah. he's going to stick around. Yeah. So we'll see. Um. So my bad thing. Yes. Maybe we'll end up for a sensible explanation for this, but as it stands. The idea of programming an android not to know it's an android is really dumb. Star Trek loves this. They idea. sure do. Like we've seen, Soong did this to his wife, mm-hmm. and she Soong is a piece of shit. Yeah, he, he sure he is. There's but, no yeah. argument there. The show kind of acknowledged that. Yeah. It wasn't like bad writing. It was like no, he was no, he really full of himself, mm-hmm. and he had this great ability that he kind of abused. But like we saw it in that episode, which I didn't think it was a very good episode, but like. It's it's an old sci-fi story. It's, oh yeah, I think I'm a real person. Oh God, I'm a robot. I'm mm. a robot programmed not to know that I'm a robot. There's a great song. Yeah, it's a really good song about that. Yeah, yeah. Um, I think it's called that. Actually. Yeah, it's called that. I think it's yeah. it's really good. It's yeah, catchy. It um, but the um, like I don't think this brings anything new to it, and it just confuses things. Mm-hmm. And like, it's that thing I complain about all the time in bad Star Trek, particularly in like Brandon Braga Star mm-hmm. Trek, which is. You're doing something that doesn't make sense just for the short-term, like, drama. Just right. Just for the, she's got something to, like, to feel conflict over. Am I real? Am I a person? And my dreams. I want to like Soji. Yeah. I really do. But I she's... like Dodge for the five seconds we yeah. saw her. Yeah, but she is treated like a MacGuffin. You, is that, you, you call that. Like, she's, yeah. Yeah. she is an object to move the story along. Yeah, she's there's, Picard's focus for doing all of this stuff, but she's not really a person. There's no. nothing about her, and the little there is about her also isn't real. Yeah. Like, so all we have, the only things about Dodge is that she's got Romulan fever, mm-hmm. and... Well, you think she's going to hook up with Elmo. Well, they had a significant kind of look across the room, and that's all it took for Agnes and Rios, mm-hmm. so I'm like, are they in love now? I guess they are. Yeah, guess so. And yeah, also she has Romulan fever, so... Mm-hmm. And after dating that dashing young spy, uh, <laughs> Elm, <laughs> who has got all of his that secrets. That is Hugh's actual phrasing when, when, uh, when, yeah, she's been hanging out with Narek, a dashing young Romulan spy, and we all just like, what? what? <laughs> by by dashing, that line. by dashing, do you mean he runs everywhere? Like, <laughs> well, he does take his shoes off and scoot down the corridor. Mm-hmm. There you go, a dashing guy. young spy. <laughs> Push B to dash. Also, he made Soji take her shoes off again in this one. Oh, Canadian? yeah. <laughs> Leave your shoes on. That's their shoes. Narek loves feet. I guess so. He's like uh, Quentin Tarantino of the Romulans. Yeah, he oh, made no, Once that Upon means... a Time in Ro- on Romulus. 
Does that mean he's going to traumatize and hurt Uma Thurman? Because I don't care for that. Yeah, probably. Yeah. Sorry. Yeah. <sighs> Went and turned. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, I just, the whole robot, like Android who doesn't mm-hmm. know they're an Android, it's just, it's played out. They don't bring anything new to it. Mm. And we spend a lot of time in her dreams. And this mm-hmm. isn't my usual complaint about dreams in Star Trek because it's not like a real place and it's not something people go inside. It's it's, it's figurative inside It's just a, it's just a dream. Yeah. That's fine. And there's some good imagery in there. There's a there's a wooden like mm-hmm. uh, artist's uh, model thing. Mm-hmm. What do you call those things? The oh, like an, uh, she's got one in her in her room too. Yeah, it's it's like for a, figure drawing. It's yeah. a wooden figure that you use to pose, and then you yeah. can, you can draw different poses. Um, like that, only with her face on it, basically. And it's a nice deep callback to like season one next mm-hmm. gen where they refer to data as pinocchio mm-hmm. also it looked really good yeah a lot of the time when saying, yeah imagery. but it, like it's a good choice good concept but also pulled off well. but it's yeah. pulled off well um a yeah. lot of the times when star trek tries to do that dream stuff it looks kind of stupid well most of the rest of it though what mm-hmm. i was getting at is does feel very phoned in mm-hmm. horror movie from 20 years ago kind of thing like the the angles and the the cuts mm-hmm. and the the little stutters in the editing. Oh that yeah, that actually is an overall sort of thing I have felt about the whole season is that the design of a lot of things is fucking amazing. Oh yeah, the aesthetic I, of the show is fantastic. I love a ton of the costuming. I love the way Earth looks. I love mm-hmm. a lot of the future stuff. Like I love like the um. Yeah, this all very much feels like twenty years after Next Gen. This mm. is what things look like. Yeah, I, and I love so much. And I love how not th- not in this episode, but I typically love how much color there is and how much mm-hmm. light there is. But a lot of the cinematography choices are they feel a little like ten years ago, and mm. not in sort of a good way. Just sort of like a I saw this movie back then, mm-hmm. and it it's a shame because there's so many of the choices that I really really like. I like how everything. Ha- is lit you can see things that are happening on mm-hmm. this sh- on these ships even yeah. on the dark gritty yeah, romulan ship to discovery which yeah. just felt like everything had to be in the, the damn yeah dark all the time. i really like that but then we have a lot of these shots that are you know the, i'm sure you guys have seen them where the, it, we have these extreme close-ups of the side of someone's face like we're looking at the back of their jaw and their ear mm. and it's meant to make um like a talking head sequence sort of more dynamic but mostly it's just like oh look there's patrick stewart's ear yeah well, you're looking at this as a photographer. Yeah. I don't notice these things. Maybe you do, Matt. I don't know. Cause you Not really. Notice, you notice more visual things than I do, though. Yeah, but, like, <laughs> backgrounds. Like, I notice, like, the shit that's wedged into uh, Romulan Guy's ear. Well, we spent <laughs> a ton of time digging around in Soji's quarters, so mm-hmm. did you see any weird shit in the background there? She's got a lot of art stuff. Um, mm-hmm. Well... One of those wooden hands that we used to sell at Chapters that people would always make flipping the bird. <laughs> I mean, what what else would you do with it? Really? Exactly. Oh, wait, a shocker, probably. Yeah, there's that. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, no, I also speaking of that thing in their ears. They, they, um, both the incest twins have this like black dealy in their ear. Yeah, it's weird. Uh, which I don't know why you guys are fixating on that. It's Star Trek, and people have Bluetooth headsets now. It's just a thing they have. It's just when he was he was wearing it when he was in bed with Soji, and mm. I was like, "Did you just wake up with that in there? You need to get you need to get that cleaned out, man. That yeah, looks get, like he had pillow lint in there. Get that out of there. No, he's he's can't a be spy. good he's for gotta, your ears. He's got to listen to the spy baseball game. Like he can't not listen. <laughs> and then later on in the episode, I'm like, "Oh, it's so that his fuck sister can watch him have sex with Soji. That's Through what it's ear? for." Now yeah, fuck in ears her I more, view. dear brother. <laughs> yeah. My little brother. Small yeah. brother. Yeah. <laughs> the thing is, it has never been more apparent than in this episode mm-hmm. that I genuinely like. And I hate that she's still called Rizzo because I'm pretty sure that's her human, like, assumed yeah. name. Like, mm-hmm. I don't know what her real Romulan name is. Probably, like, oh, Karen or something. Probably. <laughs> but um, she, if you take her scenes independent mm-hmm. of everything else, because she's hanging out by herself watching mm-hmm. this stuff. Mm-hmm. Uh, what, she, like, to what extent she's watching is is up to speculation. 100% of the time. The yep. Yeah. yeah. Um, but. Hope Narek like, strips again. No, she probably calls him Ryan. Yeah, she's that's the love name that you get to know. Yeah, the secret love name. So she mm-hmm. definitely knows it. Yeah. I hope Hork Ryan strips again. Mm-hmm. Also, I'm glad we've come up with some kind of a comedic shorthand because I'm not going to be able to say the actual name. That I think said. it's actually like Ryan. Yeah, like something that's, like. Yeah, that. but it just sounds like but, throat so, clear Ryan. Yes, <laughs> but her scenes like 
in and of themselves looks so fun and campy. Mm-hmm. Like, she looks great. She looks like a oh, you, woman. You mean it's she the does. Romulan fucking command center? Mm-hmm. The Romulan command center playset, yes. I want to see her and evil Michelle Yeoh slinking at each it's, other. It's yep. that same vibe. Mm-hmm. It's absolutely the same vibe. And it's like, I like it, but it's like a whole different show, and no one else is doing that. It's like Uma Thurman in Batman and Robin. No one else is doing the same thing she's doing. Yeah. It feels just like it doesn't work, but I like it. She, yeah. you've pointed out a bunch of times, she makes a great Romulan. She mm-hmm. looks like such a Romulan ass Romulan. Yeah, they oh, yeah. Asked her yeah. well. They did the the prosthetics well. Mm-hmm. Like she she takes to it really well. And, and she's, the outfit. And mm-hmm. she's like really intense. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like I, I I enjoy her very much. Yeah. But man, she doesn't fit into this show. You're right at, at all. But I like her. I yeah. kind of I, I really hope, and I don't think that my hope is going to be realized that the Section Thirty One show is just going to be a camp ass camp extravaganza where everyone just is. Just, chewing yeah. just everyone's just like nah. waving their knives amazing. around and talking about how their knives are dicks and stuff. I, <laughs> that's that's all I want. And I just want her and Michelle Yeoh just to stare at each other and tilt their shoulders and just like mm-hmm. like eyeball fuck each other. Mm-hmm. That's all I want. And it's not going to be like no, that at no all. it's not going to be like that. It's going to be uh, uh, it's going to be twenty four. The uh, Star Trek twenty four. Yeah. It's going to be Mich- evil Michelle Yeoh's redemption. Arc. Yeah, gross. We already had Star Trek 24. It's called Enterprise. Yeah. Uh, no, we're going to go back to it. Oh, God. We might. There's a whole contingent of people out there that love Enterprise. I know. You mean wrong people. I do not get it. I, but, like, with this show, there has been a resurgence. I'm sure you've seen it too, Matt. Like, this huge resurgence in, like, Star Trek memes. And oh, yeah. And just more people talking about Star Trek, which is great. A lot more love for Voyager out there than I thought, which is, that. that's cool. Like, I, I can see why people would like Voyager wasn't really a I, lot of good characters yeah. and some good episodes. Like I can I can see a case for Voyager. Mm-hmm. I don't see a case for Enterprise at all. Yeah, I love Janeway and I love Seven of Nine yep. and I love yeah. Kess and like there's a yeah. there was a, a did I like any dudes on that show? I don't know why really you would insufferable. Like the doctor yeah, for about was, the first half of the series was okay. Was yeah. And Tom Paris surprisingly came around at yeah. first. He was gross. How'd you feel then... about uh, Tuvok? Oh yeah, Tuvok. Oh yeah, I like Tuvok. Yeah. I, was, I was just thinking, like, was there any dudes on that show that I liked? No. It's just it's just Neelix, Harry, and Chuck we didn't like. Yeah. yeah. Any other dudes like in the supporting cast or whatever. Yeah. We but their it. shittiness Those... really sort of like it was yeah. such intense shittiness. Yeah. And specific to each one of them. Mm-hmm. Each one of mm-hmm. them like Differently covered a shitty. different part of the shitty spectrum yeah. and combined into just like brown. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um I like that there was no mention of Chakotay in the seven episode. Yeah. <laughs> What was it? Somebody, I oh, Flonk found this, uh, some meme going around that said, like, as a gay man, I completely understand leaving Chicote f- to go uh, sleep with women. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like, mm-hmm, yeah, mm-hmm. that's about right. Mm-hmm. Uh, There's only okay. so many times you can fuck a piece of wood before you go, well, I could probably do better. Mm-hmm. I mean, I imagine back in, like, Victorian times or whatever, when dildos were made out of wood, they're like, there's got to be a better material. Mm-hmm. There's got to be a better way. <laughs> Bang, bang. Bang. <laughs> Kitchen gun. <laughs> Thinking about that a lot lately, not sure why. Uh, All right, let's do some good things. Amanda, what do you got? Um, So my, I started my good thing just talking about how good of an actor Patrick Stewart is. I mean, which, we ruled that out late in Next Gen, but it, we hit the reset button, so but that, it's allowed again. That doesn't... It, I, I wanted to make sure we did talk about how his sequence on the, uh, the like the cube yeah. was so good it's and his, so like good. his dread about going onto the cube was mm. so good. It and, feels so much like what they wanted to do in First Contact, yeah. but in First Contact they did it to serve setting him up as an action hero. Mm-hmm. Here it's just about his trauma. And yeah, they it. treat it like actual PTSD instead of like the whole Ahab thing, you know? Yeah. yeah and, I didn't like that in First Contact. I know mm-hmm. a lot of people do, and that's fine. It's a movie. You want to hit a couple of character beats, and you want to get to the action. Mm-hmm. I get it. But here, we can really swim around in it. Because Picard's anger never really feels like soup, like um, like a action hero anger, where no. he just needs to get his kids back or whatever. Yeah, um, strip it, down to his tank top and, n- and carry a phaser rifle. Yeah, no, great? the anger in this feels more like the impotent rage you feel when a terrible thing has happened to yeah. you and there's not really anything you can do about it and you're angry and you're sad and you're scared. Also, it's been 30 years since this happened mm-hmm. to him, so he's been carrying it around with him all yeah. this time. Mm-hmm. And it was, oh, he was so good. But that doesn't feel like a fair or good thing, no, just to say. it's absolutely a good mm. thing, and we'll talk about it more when we get to my good thing, actually. Mm. But um, my actual good thing, and I was talking about uh, 
faint praise through damnation uh-huh. is this is really the most interested I've been in Narek or Ryan as he is now known. Um, Narek is you pointed this out as so much of a better Romulan it's, name. Narek is a Romulan ass Romulan really name. Is. I re- I like saying it because yeah. I love the Romulans. Yeah. Um, but to this point, I didn't really have a good feeling for his plan and his whole relationship with his sex sister is a little like why mm-hmm. um but i feel like in this one he got a little room to stretch um and i so we got to see him actually act instead of just sort of stand there and stare at soji mm-hmm. i like him as soji's bad boyfriend like uh, that is the part of Narek that i like is him being a terrible manipulative boyfriend mm-hmm. which is kind of why i don't want him to have a redemption he's gonna have a redemption well, yeah, arc. Devlin pointed this yeah. out she's like oh it, this is just lieutenant ash tyler again he's another fuck boy with a redemption mm-hmm. arc. And, and like I, I didn't think of it that way but as soon as she said that i can't not see it and yeah. i don't want that I want him to I like that he feels a little bad about what he's doing to Soji well, but thing. does it anyway well, he like should slink back into scumbaggery instead of becoming like a better person you know yeah, yeah. that's that's what I want I want him just to be Soji's bad boyfriend I, the, the fact that he got what he wanted from her and then left the room mm-hmm. with a puzzle box that mm-hmm. had to dramatically open and fill the room with radiation gas crimson radiation get... gas the <laughs> most yeah, evil like... type of radiation gas oh no 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 i i will i will counter that with the purple gas mm-hmm. that came out of anything in batman 66 as much it's pretty good it felt like a batman 66 it did, death because trap. of the colorful gas yeah. mm-hmm. but giving her a chance to escape like it's all just so elaborate and stupid and mm-hmm. just like and- I felt like Why? it was in care. Like this was dumb. It was a dumb death trap. Whatever, uh, which felt again out of place on this show. That belongs in my imaginary section thirty-one and, show. But my point is, okay, it's dumb, but it also is clumsy plotting because mm-hmm. what you need is for him to try to kill her, fail, and for her to escape. That's what the plot requires. And so the way they did it was just didn't and make any sense. I, well, I kind of buy that even though he would cause someone to be murdered because he's a piece of shit, mm-hmm. uh, that he doesn't really have it in him to do the actual murdering himself. Yeah, but there's a guard like, standing right exactly. there. Exactly. Kill her. Shoot acid at her like we did with the other one. Yeah. Like, that would have felt a little less dumb. But I can, f- I can, see, I can see Ryan not being able to, like, actually do the deed himself. I guess so. Because I lo- that's been his sort of dynamic with his yeah. sex sister this whole time. I, I like that he's... Um, Usually when you have sort of the honey trap sex spy uh, character, it's a lady. Mm-hmm. So I kind of like the gender flip of it being mm. like a dude. I hadn't thought of it like that. Yeah. yeah. Matt, I, you were going to say? Oh, I just, I like the idea that he's just bad at it. He's a yeah. bad That's not bad either, yeah. yeah. But he's, he's just a bad murderer. He's, oh, a bad no. boyfriend, a bad spy. Yeah. I'll, use, bad, yeah. I'll use my, I'll use, I'll, I'll poison her with evil gas. Oh, no, I fucked it up like I fuck everything up in my I'll, life. I'll hide the poison gas in this puzzle box that I just happened to be talking about earlier. Mm-hmm. I just, he's such... Please, the impossible box. Yes. He just sucks. Yeah. Just the more I look at him, the more I'm just like, that guy sucks. Yeah. I bet he smells bad and he doesn't wash his <laughs> coat. <laughs> I noticed this week that his, his his shirts his shirt sleeves are all tattered, like the sleeves oh. <laughs> were too long, so he ripped them off. Mm-hmm. Actually, Flonk was talking about that on Twitter. He said he uh, Narek's so edgy that even his sleeves are frayed. It's very good. <laughs> that is good. Like he's so specifically trying to be a very specific type of attractive person, and mm-hmm. he just mm-hmm. sucks. I think he mostly pulls it off, and I I, I, I like the idea that he sucks. Yeah. I I would like that if it's like in like in the script mm-hmm. like he's yeah. just not very good yeah and it could be who it, knows? yeah but also again like devlin pointed out that he's kind of the lieutenant ash tyler mm-hmm. of the sure. show, and now it's hard not no to she's play. not wrong oh, yeah 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 oh, good like i say if if we have just a character who knows he's doing wrong and does it anyway and that's it. Like, he mm-hmm. just is a shitty boyfriend mm-hmm. that Soji had to deal with. Um, I would I would like that. Well, <laughs> also, just like a shitty boyfriend, he inst- he takes her to do, like, Romulan therapy. But he's her boyfriend. He can do it for her. She doesn't need to go to anyone else. It's fine. Yeah, it's ba- fine. It's babe, fine. Just talk to me, babe. I know what I'm doing. Who knows you better than me? I babe. Lo- but I love you. Some therapist or yeah. me? Yeah. Uh-huh. yeah. You'd have to pay a therapist, yeah. uh, which means she couldn't really be, like... Like, engaged in what you're talking about. I love you. He's going to go to a therapist who would tell her that all your problems are me, which they are. Yep. Yeah, in this <laughs> yeah, case, they literally are. Is. Yeah. Uh, we'll see. I My prediction mm-hmm. is 
Well, first of all, I stand by my Sailor thing more mm-hmm. than ever. Mm-hmm. Uh, but second, I think next week we're going to see uh, Hugh, maybe not Hugh, but definitely mm-hmm. Elmo being tortured by one or both of these. Mm-hmm. Then uh, Ryan's going to have a change of heart and let him go. Yeah, mm-hmm. that sounds that, very TV. That's what mm-hmm. I think is going to happen. And the show many times has thwarted my mm-hmm. like, well, this is the obvious thing. And I hope they continue to do that. But the, that's what I think would happen. The, let's only... talk about. Uh, oh, sorry, Matt. Go the ahead. The only way I can see him doing going back to being evil is if uh, Sailor shows up at the end to be all like, "And join our evil incest family once again." Mm-hmm. Be be clear, Sailor. Sailor, excuse me, is is the hot Vulcan doctor. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I always do. Played that. by Susie Plaxon. Mm-hmm. Yes, but Susie Plaxon good. Denise Crosby not so good. <laughs> That's the difference. Denise Crosby fine. That character bad. <laughs> anyway, Matt, what was your good thing? Oh fuck! Uh, I really like the shot of uh, Picard in his office, going through the uh, the old footage, and there's a, there's a there's a shot of him looking at himself as Lacutus, and it just sort of his face fades into into Lacutus's face. It looks really cool. Yeah, there's like a like a transparent monitor mm-hmm. in front mm-hmm. of his face, and we go sort of behind it so we can see it overlaid. Yeah. And yeah, it is very good. It is, and it should be like kind of heavy handed and dumb, but it totally works for me. I was expecting you to say, "Oh, that's stupid." Yeah, no, I, I was I was I was thinking about it. And I'm like. It's a little stupid, but I'm kind of into it. Yeah, right. Also, my complaints before about them not telling us who Hugh mm-hmm. is, I take that back. It's just that this show is designed to be watched sort of all at once. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like, you find out two episodes later, for your hypothetical new viewer, you'll figure it out. Yeah, if, just, you, if you don't know, like, you know, they'll tell you now when it's important. Yeah, it, it just feels weird, a show that they chose to release week to week they're not telling that way they're telling it like you're and supposed to watch it all at once yeah. they chose to release it week to week on a streaming service well well a streaming service we've complained about that quite a lot already mm-hmm. and fuck will again you, it deserves it <laughs> yes fuck absolutely. you cbs no access yeah, seriously uh so my good thing yeah. yes oh i love hugh yeah i like that we got more of him like i thought he might have just been like the brief cameo like we got with data or you know one episode like we got with seven but he's back. I like that he was genuinely happy to see Picard. Like, it could have very easily been another person who was mad. Like, when we left this character, he was a petulant teenager living in the in the sewer under Lore's magic castle, <laughs> yelling at the Enterprise for doing a nice Shaking thing Shaking his him. fist. Yeah. At the stars. Yes. And it's like, oh, that, that's a bad choice. And I, I'm so glad the show decided, no, you know what? That was, that was regrettable. The version of Hugh we're going to remember is the one who's... Thankful to Picard mm-hmm. for mm-hmm. freeing him from the horrible identity oppressors. Mm-hmm. I-, I love that he's completely willing to help him, that he understood the nature of his trauma, how to talk him down from it. Mm-hmm. I thought he was going to betray them at the end, yeah. and he totally didn't. No, he no, was awesome. It's, it's what we've been talking about for the last two full series, mm-hmm. Enterprise and Discovery. The sh- they-, they love turning Star Trek into this, like, they're taking a cue from DS9 where you can deal with flawed people and mm-hmm. taking it so far that everyone's a piece of shit. Yeah. And it's like, no, there's st- like, that's one of the things I'm really responding to in the show. There's still some good people out there. They mm-hmm. still have problems. Mm-hmm. They're still flawed, but they are good people. Yeah. Hugh like hugs Picard and it's talks so him good. down from his horrible PTSD yeah. flashbacks. And he's like, dude, of all the people everywhere, I completely understand what you're going through mm-hmm. right now. It's okay. And yeah. Picard's like, why of all places would you choose to be here? And mm-hmm. who's like to help people? Because you it's, helped me, and I want to help other people the way you helped me. It's and it's so just brave. Like, oh, that's yeah, so good. Yeah, yes, and just I love it. And the the also, bits in the Borg hospital. Ooh. Yeah, mm-hmm. where we see a bunch of like recovering Borg. Mm-hmm. Yeah, is very good. And it's also a nice if you think about mm-hmm. it. Seven could be doing this. Mm-hmm. Yep. Seven would rather pick up a gun and like. And I'm not saying that's a bad choice. I'm saying it's that a, seems very in character yeah, for Seven. No, it yeah. does. Yeah, but it's it's a nice contrast because mm-hmm. these two were th- had gone through very similar things. Mm-hmm. And I get the impression Hugh was assimilated very young as well, and it's the question of what do you do with, with your horrible freedom? Yeah. With, with yeah, with what you do with your freedom and what you do with the uh, the trauma and the violation you mm-hmm. went through. How yeah. do you sort of Picard live sat with and that? quietly yep. cried about it yep. to himself. Yep. No, I, he went out and helped people, and Seven went out and helped people by hurting people. Mm-hmm. I like I, I like Seven coming back angry. Mm-hmm. No, I'm that fine. seems very in character to me. She seemed to be clear, angry I'm 100% there. Fine with that. She seemed angry in Voyager, but the mm-hmm. anger was under like her calm, yeah, like the calm, brittle exterior. 
Yeah, I think losing Icheb was the final thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Just, like, snapped her. And I'm, I'm like, to be clear, 100% fine with that. I just think it's an interesting exploration mm-hmm. of these three characters who went through a similar experience mm-hmm. in very and in reacted very different ways. I'm also very happy being on the Borg cube. Like, it could still happen. We've still got three episodes left and, a, and at least another season. The Borg cube could still reactivate and we could be, f- <laughs> like, fighting Borg again. I don't think that's where they're going. I think the point of it is to put Patrick like this mm-hmm. to put him to put again Picard back in like the situation I, like I talked about sort of as we were uh, starting the show we're dealing with the aftermath we're dealing yeah. with the epilogue of Picard's life yeah where this is one of the things he needs to deal with yeah, he yeah. was involved in a lot of yeah. things and they all had consequences and, and this is such a great way to have your cake like have the cake of having the Borg yeah. without having- Because that is fan service. Yeah, without having to just do another Borg story because that, that well is pretty dry. Yeah, at this point, yeah. Mm-hmm. And I'm not ruling it out. It could still happen, but I think the point of this setting is exactly what happened in this episode. Yeah. And I like that Hugh never betrayed him mm-hmm. and that's it. That's, well, there's that's a the there's story. a bit where when Picard gets on to the like onto the cube, um, he's having like uh, like a, a panic attack, basically. Yeah. And he's remembering being on the Borg ship and uh, like originally and then some Borg actually come. And I thought it was a hallucination at the time, but it's not. They actually come and hold him up to keep him from falling yeah, as, as matt pointed out it's all a bunch of empty chasms mm-hmm. with no railings mm-hmm. yeah put some railings up god and mm-hmm. hugh says no they're not they just don't want you to fall mm-hmm. right you're an old man having a panic attack yeah. over a bottomless pit yeah and they're they're just but they're just guys they're not like right. evil borg but who are... but they are former borg yeah mm-hmm. so they're still pale and missing like yes. vital you know organs yeah mm-hmm. also i'm so happy because the the guy who plays hugh yeah. is great i was really worried that we were gonna get like a 90s tv actor who kind of like had that feeling of a 90s tv actor um but not at all he's in these scenes with patrick stewart and that's sort of like that that's that's always been his own like yeah yeah. and there was something uh, nate retweeted something from the production saying that the idea for the hug was the actor who played hugh like he asked Mm -hmm. he asked patrick stewart is it okay if i hug you here jonathan del arco yeah and he's it, it's such a strong moment, yeah. and it's so moving and meaningful. And it was oh, it was so great. He's awesome. Yeah. And his his um the prosthetics they do for him look great. Where he, you can tell this was a thing, but it's not yeah, like it's based grotesque. Based on his yeah. original his original makeup, but he, like the scarring over yeah. it. Yeah, yeah he doesn't look like looks a zombie. So freaking good. Yeah. Yeah, it does. That's why I like the uh, different colored eyeball. Yeah. Yep. Like, he's, we he's, found a replacement eye for yeah. you, but uh, it's blue. Is that okay? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That's, any port in an eye socket i guess that's fine save the good eyes for the patients uh-huh ah oh, he's so good mm-hmm. also he you grew up kind of hot yeah, yeah he's, he's got a kind of like a nathan fillion thing said that he had like a Kyle mclaughlin thing i could also see yeah. that there's Listen, some, there's some similarity there that yeah. lantern jaw thing yep. yep there's a number of hot dads in this show mm-hmm. yeah there yeah. is um i to talk about raffi for a minute all right oh yeah um, so she overplays her, like, she's drinking herself to death is what she says. Yeah. Right. And, she, and she's oh, back on- It's played as a joke she, and it is not. <laughs> no. And she's back on her fucking snake juice. Uh-huh. Right. And, yeah, whatever. She overplays the comedy drunk just a little, which is like you guys were saying. Like, she, she, it's played as a joke. Yeah. I think that's the acting. But, that said, the rest of what she does, I actually really, like, this is the most engaged mm-hmm. I've been in the character, because- her backstory, I still think, is kind of nothing, but the fact that she's a complete train wreck mm-hmm. who's just destroyed and, like, doesn't know what she... She's selling the, I don't know what to do with my life, the one thing I was pinning all my hopes on fell through. Right. Yeah. And so, fuck it. I guess I'm on the ship. I'm going to still help because that's what I was trained to do. But otherwise, fuck all of this. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I like I like that. It, it feels different in a way we haven't quite seen. Mm-hmm. Like a... Like, We've seen edgy characters, but a completely self-destructive character yeah. is not something we've it's seen. Not a something lot we of see a whole lot on Trek. Yeah, self-destructive, but not like she's hurting herself. Mm-hmm. She's not hurting everyone else. Yeah, she's not endangering the crew. In fact, she steps up in a big way. Yeah, yeah. that's actually uh, that's actually my quote: is she gets them the well, tickets the, onto the board cube. The setup for this is pretty like one of the few times I thought Elmo was useful was uh, Picard says. Uh, Instead of the usual, like, stock cliche mm-hmm. scene of us lying to people, 
why don't we take a page from this order of monks mm-hmm. that, that Elmo comes from mm-hmm. and be blatantly, bluntly, directly honest. Yep. And mm-hmm. that's what she is, and it's very good. Yeah. And here it is. No, no, I... Hey, I understand. It's, it's just it might be a little awkward when we show up there in about three hours from now. What? Sending my location. Wait, Rafi. Who authorized you to even be out there? I mean, you know Picard. Every part of that guy that's not ego is rampaging id. Very, very good. Yeah. And that's the thing. Rafi's got all these connections and she's like, she's plugged into the underworld in a mm-hmm. way that Star Trek usually does badly. Like, mm-hmm. I think the only other good time was Quark. Mm-hmm. Like, most characters who have shady connections are like this perfect polished officer like who's like oh yes i i know some some, some r- rugged some, fellows some rogues <laughs> no, you some dare duels yeah well and I, I love i love how it feels like she really burnt that bridge and it meant a lot to her yes you know that was a good acting choice on the 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 actor's part there was mm-hmm. after she um burns this last favor with the captain mm-hmm. uh she just looks like one more of the few strings still holding her yeah. up yep. have been cut. Well, and no, there's I, not the, many left. The the useful thing I bring is my connections, mm-hmm. and that's one fewer connection yeah. I have now. And, then and the Picard... connections are the only thing that's keeping her from falling to pieces, yeah. and she doesn't have many left. Yeah. Right. And then Picard applauds her, and it's ve- it's instantly clear that is the wrong decision. Mm-hmm. Yeah. He's like, I'm being the uh, approving, yeah, approving supportive dad I always should have been. And she's just like, fuck you. Is, I never get to see that the wrong person time again. for that. Yeah. yeah. And Rios gives him a look and then helps Raffi back to her yep. quarters. Yeah. Uh, I love Rios. <sighs> just I going am... around the crew, making sure mm-hmm. everyone's okay. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. In, in various different ways. Mm-hmm. Also, he, Matt and I were talking about this. He is presented in the first episode like the daring spaceship edgy guy who doesn't care about the law yeah. and just gets things done. I mean, visually, he's yeah. presented that way. But but then he never is. No, he's just a nice guy who's good at his job. And and, and also, like, completely... Also has a bunch of holograms yeah. of himself. Yeah. <laughs> and completely chained to Picard's will. Mm-hmm. Like, anytime Picard asks him to do something, he doesn't think about it. He just does it. And I love that that's based on his reputation. Yep. Yeah. It's, it's a combination, I think, of Picard's reputation and Rios's inbuilt Starfleet mm-hmm. loyalty. Mm-hmm. But he has no personal connection. It's not like if Picard was doing this to Riker. Mm-hmm. Like... Picard said to his spy friends a few episodes ago, he's like, I can't call those guys because they do whatever I say mm-hmm. and then I feel bad. Yeah. But he's still got that in Rios. Mm-hmm. Rios doesn't even know him and he's still doing it. Yeah. You were you were pointing out, Al, that uh, Rios, uh, Picard tells Rios to set a course to the artifact mm-hmm. and Rios doesn't ask any questions until, no, they're, does it. Like, yeah. until they're already on their like, way uh, there. We're about to cross the border. You want to tell me if we're going to die? Because... I probably should ask this before I hit the button, but mm-hmm. are we going to die? Picard tells Rios to jump over a cliff, and he does, and he starts asking questions on the way hey, down. Are we jumping? Do we have parachutes? Yeah. <laughs> I, I keep going back to, there was a line in the last episode that he has where he's like, where he's talking to Picard, and he's like, look, I don't give a shit if someone tries to murder us, but you might want to do something about these two. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And I just, I keep, like, I keep thinking about that in regards to his character. I... I mean, the way the show has been structured, I'm 90% sure we're going to get like flashbacks to his backstory mm-hmm. because we've mm-hmm. gotten that with everyone else. We, we haven't gotten his yet, but like there's been tantalizing little hints about mm-hmm. like, I mean, because he's got all these holograms, that must be something. Yeah. And like uh, he said, uh, what? Oh, I don't have any holos. I only have uh, Klingon opera long story. I bet. I bet that's part of it, too. Mm-hmm. Yep. And I don't know. Maybe he dated Worf for a while. <laughs> Or maybe he dated someone who knows he doesn't like Klingon opera and oh, it ended and badly. Fuck, yeah. And they're like, well, eh, but again, go fuck yourself. You're assuming rogue. Mm-hmm, that's assuming true. assuming that someone left a relationship and mm-hmm. hated him. I don't think that's how it happened. This also, is going to turn out he's got like, he's just got, he's got like a wife and kids back on earth. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah. Could be. Who but, he just loves. But uh-huh. also they have an open relationship. So mm-hmm. him sleeping with Agnes isn't like. Exactly. Yeah. It's, it's completely fine. Also, I got a real vibe that him and Raffi were a thing maybe back in the day. I could see that, yeah. 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 Like, not necessarily, like, boyfriend-girlfriend, just like... No, they might have hooked up yeah. at some point. Um, Amanda, early on when he showed up and we were talking about, like, who finds him, and you're mm-hmm. like, 
you're like, I find him attractive and he's broody and I don't usually like that. Mm-hmm. And I mm-hmm. think it's because he's broody, not in a, like, the the Lord Cyanife mm-hmm. murdered my wife kind of way. It's it's in a thoughtful, reads depressing philosophy yeah. mm-hmm. books broody kind of way. Oh which, no, that's the kind of broody I am. Whoops. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> that's the thing. That's why he subverts your expectations. Mm-hmm. He presents that way, but it comes from a very different place. Yeah. It comes he's from a, books. Yeah, he, he's a different type of, thi- like this type of character I haven't seen done like this before. Yeah. no, Which this, I like. This mm-hmm. show hasn't done this 100% of mm-hmm. the time, but a lot of the time has subverted mm-hmm. like, oh, this is where it's going. Oh, no, that's not where it's going to yeah. go. Which is why Raffi really annoys me because yeah. I I like the actor pretty good. I was invested in the character and so much of her backstory and what they've got going on with her just doesn't work for yeah. me. Yeah, it's, it's a just, bummer. It's dull. I don't yeah. think it's yeah. bad. I just think it's dull. Like there's nothing to it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, they, they need to do something with her right quick because they're running out of episodes. <laughs> Well, like I said, train wreck Raffi, I do like. Yep. Yeah. Like, just completely spiraling into, you know, that's something. Mm-hmm. There's there's meat on that bone. Uh, What else? Um, I hate XBs. Oh, yeah. <laughs> that's the shorthand for X-Borg, and you Ugh, don't like that for I some reason. I hate it stupid. Okay. Why? Exocomp. That's not, it's not the same thing. They don't go around saying it every 10 seconds. Ugh, they're gonna. Now. Exocomp. They've said it since the first time we cut to the artifact. It just feels like one of those uh, sort of spacey sounding things, mm. like frag. It's because it has an X in it. Yeah, I think X doesn't help. Mm. Yeah, it just feels it feels Sounds like very nineties. Yeah, nineties bad space stuff. Yeah, I guess. Yeah, so. I don't know. X Borg X B was. Yeah, it just it just sounds like too like bad sci fi yeah. spacey. Just call him so X Borg. Also, that's what I call my Xbox. It's very confusing. I mean, by that well, point, for me. yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, what else? Um, I hadn't really thought about this too much until like we're we're talking about it now. But it feels like our sort of realized characters, like our characters that like have depth in their life, mm-hmm. are mostly the dudes. We don't have a ton of lady characters who have that um who have that I going on, which is kind of a bummer. Like- they blew it with Raffi, but I bet when we get more into Agnes, that will be the case. I hope Maybe. So. She's just a murder traitor now. I think there's more to it than that. Yeah. I was kind of I was kind of into her and now I like I'm I feel the yeah. same way, but the show has surprised me, so mm. I'm willing to continue to give it the benefit of I thought this was the episode where we we're gonna mm-hmm. deal with that, and we didn't. But I think she's gonna end up being more significant. There just doesn't seem to be a lot of inner life with most of the lady that's, characters, that's true. which I, I hadn't really thought about I mean, until now. He doesn't have it. Yeah, we just all want him to. Yeah. He seems like he has some. Mm, and yeah, like I expected a Picard that. because we know Picard. But I'm like, just going through. I don't think anyone does except Picard. Like, you're right that they yeah. kind of failed the women, but they've kind of failed the dudes too. Like, again, we don't know about Rios yet. Yeah, because yeah, El- Elmo's, Elmo's Elmo has none. Mm-hmm. No, Narek has none. Yep. Eric had a little bit in this one. Uh, more than, it's been like yeah. five episodes. And, and we've spent a lot of time with him. Yeah, so I would like, say Narek's about as much as Raffi, though. Yeah, where it's kind of yeah, like samey. but it's not yeah. enough. And like, that's it. That's all the guys. Every yeah, guy. not a, not a, not so a whole lot. So it's not just the women. Yeah. It's just all the people. Just like Next Gen, all the guys who aren't Picard. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> At least they came by it honestly. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. I don't know. There's, we'll see. Like, there's still plenty of time left. Like, mm-hmm. there's three more in this season. There's there's another season. There might be more after that. Like, we might get more. Yeah, I wonder if any of these guys are going to come into the new season or if the new season we're going to be on a different adventure with different characters. I so. hope so. I like like I like this, this crew. I'd like them to stick around for the most part anyway. We could lose Elmo. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I'm kind of, like, kind of dig anthology type stuff where mm-hmm. each season's, like, vastly different. Yeah, but I don't different. think that's what this show is. I yeah. Think- they went into the show having a very specific idea of what it is. Mm. Like, they have mm-hmm. a story plan is what I've read. I kind of like that, though, that it's not just going to sort of spin in place and, um, yeah. like, get lost of its own butthole. Yeah. yeah. Again, I, I, mean, I suspect next season's going to be the TNG reunion show. Mm-hmm. Uh, we'll see. I, I, I definitely see an argument for that, mm-hmm. but also they've not treated it like that so far. Get so the old I, band uh, together to fight Sela and possibly <laughs> Lore. Mm-hmm. That's my so, other. Right. That's my lore. Thank you. It's my other working nope. theory since he also disappeared. He didn't disappear. 
They had um they had his like remains on the Enterprise D. We saw them in uh, uh, generations. Yeah, they can use those remains to rebuild them, and then him and Sela can uh, rule the Federation. Uh, I mean, that's with possible, their incesty kids. Yep. Yep. And, <laughs> and it turns out these kids are also half a robot. Yep. Yeah. And <laughs> then I don't know the Pakleds. Why not? Yeah. So it's time to get and the band back together. They're, they're mm-hmm. programmed not to know that they're robots and to hate robots. Yep. Uh-huh. Yeah. yeah, that's the ultimate irony. <laughs> yeah. A Romulan synth. What? What? Well, we've we've hinted that there's some kind of an android homeworld yeah. in this episode. Which what? I miss, I must have missed that. That's what they. That's, that's what, what they're looking for. Yeah, that's that what, what they're looking they're for. To... That's what Narek's trying to like fuck out of Soji. Yeah, I guess that like, could be the planet uh, Soong was on. Maybe. Did that have two red moons? I don't remember. Been a lot of lightning? I don't think so, but it's possible. Mm. I don't know. All right. Anything else? I don't think so. Yeah. It's everything I got. All right. Well, this was probably my least favorite one so far, but I'm still very much digging it. Yeah. Me too. And even though this was like the worst episode so far, the fact that there was still so much good in it is, again, like, if it's it's pretty good. No, I maintain I like about 75% of the show, which for Star Trek these days is, is doing pretty well. <laughs> mm-hmm. I haven't enjoyed this much of a Star Trek show since DS9. Like, since DS9. Yeah. Like even Voyager, which I liked like, okay. No, Voyager was, was a slog. Yeah. Like, let's be clear. We have good memories of parts of Voyager, but yeah. most of it was a slog. Yeah. I see like all my uh, Facebook on this day is yeah. coming up about like, when we get into the dregs of Voyagers, like oh, I, oh right, I hate yep. I dreaded like watching Voyager, and I sometimes dread watching Disco. Like it feels like a mm-hmm. chore. Mm-hmm. When this comes out, I'm like, oh right, time for Picard. Yeah. Good. Well, the thing, like we talked about this a lot on Enterprise. Like it got boring because it's the same kind of bad every week, mm-hmm. and it's kind of the same with Voyager and Enterprise or Voyager and Discovery have the problem of like it could be good. They're mm-hmm. capable of good. I like most of these people. Mm-hmm. And what's going to happen is I'm going to get my hopes up, and then it's going to be something stupid. Mm-hmm. More often than not, that's what happened. It's like, well, this has the potential. Maybe this week they won't fuck it up. Mm-hmm. Oh, they fucked it up. <laughs> Every time. Maybe Disco Season 3 is when it gets good, though. Be nice. I you have... know what they say. Every Star Trek show has 10,000 episodes that are bad before it gets good. You just have <laughs> to wait it out. I have high unreasonable hopes for Season 3 because we've left a lot of the stuff I don't like behind. Yeah. Uh, but <sighs> yeah, one, that's one of the stuff I don't like. Uh-huh. Don't care for that guy. <laughs> nope. <laughs> All right. Um, Amanda, plug your things. Yes. Oh, I have so many things to plug. Plug them. Uh, so firstly, I do photography. You can see that on giantblackalbatross.com. I'm also on Pillowfort uh, by myself. Uh, <laughs> it's pretty good. It's the best post-Tumblr thing I have found, and that's uh, Renly uh, on Pillowfort. Mm-hmm. Um, I do another podcast with Al, uh, and that is yeah, a couple of them, um, the, where we are reviewing every Discworld book. Um, we are quite far into them if you're a patron, so give money to that. Don't give money to this show. Give money to that show. I mean, it all goes in the same pot, so I really don't care which, yeah, but it's, which one you say. It's, it's not a it's not a contest, but I want the show that I'm on to win. Uh-huh. Um, so everyone give money to that show. Um, and then I also play one of the leads in Endeavor, which mm-hmm. is the Star Trek uh, fanfic radio play that you guys should like. If you're not list- if you're listening to this and you're not listening to that. Quit being a dumb idiot and go <laughs> listen to that because it's like really, really good. And I play the best character ever written in the history of uh, fiction, mm-hmm. uh, Del Lacerdo, yep. who is a Cardassian who I love playing and is great. Uh, so yeah, listen to that. So Endeavor is at ussendeavor.com mm-hmm. and Death of Podcast is at thedeathofpodcast.com. Mm-hmm. You're supposed to tell people how to get to these things. Yeah, do that. Brian. I, you, you'll notice that I did tell them all of the stuff that I do solo. Yes, I gave them yeah, links to I did that. notice that. <laughs> Thanks for that. So speaking of websites, ours, as ever, mm-hmm. postatomichorror.com. Our, our uh, email address is postatomichorror at Gmail. And again, if you are one of these like relatively new listeners or uh, new viewers of Star Trek, if you're, not, if you're a casual person, if you're someone who's like, I hear good things about this show. I like Patrick Stewart. Let me give it a try. And you're like, who's that guy? What, who was, what did that guy say when I asked who that guy was? Like... Write to us. We love taking people by the hand and saying, here's the thing we're excited about. Let's get you excited about it, too. We will we will be happy to fill you in without doing a condescending 20 minute YouTube video about it. Yeah. Mm -hmm. 
like write to us we will answer it immediately uh, otherwise if you have any questions we will answer it uh, at the end of the season mm. our next supplemental episode is in a few weeks so uh write to us please yeah do. um before uh, we go uh yes. i also guest starred on one of my favorite podcasts uh sarah and michael save christmas this week uh, that should be dropping. Are you only on Star Trek shows and Christmas shows? I'm only on Star Trek and Christmas. Well, it's also all I listen to, so. Nah, that makes sense. But uh, I love that show. We reviewed the Christmas episode of the RoboCop animated series. Oh, Lord. That sounds uh-huh. amazing. Yeah, it sure was. Uh, you can find that on wherever your iTunes or wherever your podcasts are sold. Excellent. I have one more thing. Yes. Patient. What? I I don't. Uh-huh, you're the one who didn't remember. Oh, no, I didn't understand what you were saying because it was only half a word. It took me a minute. Uh, that was very finished, good. Yes, I wasn't finished doing our uh, our stuff yet, though. Our Tumblr is postdomichorror.tumblr.com. We are on Twitter, at Algar, at Robot Matt. Amanda, do you want to give your, t- your Twitter? Uh, no, nah, it's a secret. Very well. It's a secret to everyone. And that's all for this week. Yeah, see you, folks. The Post-Atomic Horror Podcast is a co-production of Ron Elgar-Watt and Matt Robotham. Copyright 2020. Please don't sue us, we're just doing this for fun.